Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, August 21, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first order of business is we've got a new software stack. Long story short is, trying out some new stuff. We'll see how it works out. Let me know at least your thoughts on the charts switching from TradeStation to TradingView. This is what we're looking at here, TradingView. And I'm using some new recording software, and that's part and parcel to the reason. Might as well just do a whole new stack. Let's get rolling. What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? If you remember back from last week, we're looking for some kind of at least an interim low slash bounce type of situation going on. We had a reversal on Friday of sorts and some follow through today. That's a good start. Doesn't mean we're going to make new highs anytime soon. What it means is we're getting the bounce that we're looking for. Remember, the market was getting stretched. We have the rubber band concept. The more you stretch the rubber band, one of two things has to happen. Either she breaks in half or she's going to snap back. The snap back part is what we're seeing right now, at least in part. The break part is also Irene. Markets crash from positions of weakness. They crash from lows, not necessarily from highs on charts. Most traders that are new in these trading parlots don't necessarily understand that phenomenon. Plus, we had somewhat of an email indicator going last week. We had Michael Burry coming out and everybody hopping on board about his big short position. There were videos scattered all over YouTube. Over the weekend, I did some exploratory information about what's going on in terms of the sentiment out there. What are the blogs saying? What is YouTube saying? When you type in stock market, you get all kinds of crash information. You get Michael Burry's big short position. You get the markets falling apart. You get all this stuff. And that is just ripe for what we've been looking for in terms of an interim bounce back in the other direction. Remember, a couple days ago, we covered another component of the SPY put option trade, which means we were the S&P. Hey, you doing? From where? You betcha, from up in that zone right there where the arrow starts, ends. And don't forget, that was at the point in time of what? Everybody was talking about the market will never come down. The market's going to make new highs, all-time highs, going to keep going. Go back to these dates and look at the news and you'll learn something. Go back to these dates and look at the news and you'll learn something. What are you going to learn? Most of the people are wrong most of the time. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Where's the next place of bona fide overhead resistance? Well, certainly we can see them snapping back to run a test from the underside into the 50 period moving average. That's the blue sloping trend line. Doesn't mean they have to get there. Doesn't mean they will get there tomorrow. Remember, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is, in fact, Turnaround Tuesday. And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I think we talked last week about for 30 
265. The low last week happens to be on the button 433.01. Pretty darn close. Not bad for a rookie. Had that area in the room last week, but they never got down there during the morning session. Bounce back in the other direction, so be it. Speaking of the room, meaning live trading room, how'd we do today? We did great today. We had like three, four trades. We had traders that were three for three, four for four, two for two. We had a little tiny blockbuster slash bonanza. Certainly, when you consider we were in the middle of one of these summer dog days doldrum type situations. What happens when we flip over to the weekly chart? What do we have? We have a market that's above all the moving averages. That means the trend is your friend until your crap gets thrown out the window. So as long as she's above the 20 period moving average, which is the first one in the sequence here, the red sloping trend line, this is just a pullback in a continuing uptrend. Market goes up, pulls back. Now this is going to be tough because it's a new drawing tool. My other one's easier to use, but you'll have to bear with me or I'll bear with myself. Market goes up and here's a pullback. Now, can it morph into something else? Absolutely. Will it? We don't know, but we're going to use that weekly chart, 20 period moving average as somewhat of a benchmark situation. What about the monthly chart? We don't talk about this one too often, but when we do, it's because there's something important. Well, what's going on on the monthly chart? Let's refresh our memories. We had an on-time type of situation on the monthly chart. That was last month. This month, the month of August, is a turn down in accordance with the on-time type of situation. Funny how that works. Do you think there was any correlation between taking the short trade, buying the puts and the spiders, and the on-time type of situation on the monthly chart? Does anybody believe that there was something to that? The short answer is, you bet your bottom dollar there was. Wasn't the only thing, but that was certainly what we call a contributing factor. Now, real quick, before we move on, in terms of what happens Tuesday on Turnaround Tuesday, if they happen to be trading higher, they should be able to get above 440, spike above 441. If they can start closing candles above, that's going to start to open the door for more stuff in the northern direction. We'll certainly have a beat on that information for inside the number members and live room members where we'll have the actual charts up on the board with the trend lines on them like we do each and every day. I think it's important to pay attention to inside the numbers today. We're going to put out some important numbers. Then we're going to take a look at how the market reacted within those numbers, around those numbers, to and from those numbers. What actually happened? Is this information right? Is this information that you can use to your advantage each and every day while you're trading the markets intraday? Scalp trade, day trade, doesn't make any difference. Is this stuff you can use? Answer that for yourself. How do you do that? You listen to me, you pause the video, you read the notes, you go back to the chart, and you double check the work. 438.50 is our early pivot. That's the first important thing you have to know. The rest of the stuff is rhetoric. You can read that on your own. We're interested in numbers and trading, 438.50. Right of the vertical is today's activity. This is a five-minute chart. Our horizontal trend line is at 
438.50. I realize some of the colors are a little off from what you're used to seeing. We're going to have to make an adjustment or I'll make some color adjustments along the way. However, 438.50 is the trend line. And why that's important is because of this. The market was having a gap higher open this morning. And what you'll see in the notes is traders from inside the numbers and the live room were notified. 438.50 was overhead resistance. They'd likely have a pullback from that area. Tons of traders in the live room took that trade. Right out of the gate, we had a base hit in our pocket, and we move on to the next trade. Man on first, nobody out. Right there, first trade of the day. You can see where this pullback happened. The low in this candle happens to be exactly 437.42. That's a total of over 10 points on the first trade of the week, first trade of the day. We'll take that any day of the week. Now, keep in mind this down here. They can't get through 438.50. Ultimately, it keeps the door open for 436.50, give or take, or lower. Check it out. 436.50, another exit for shorts. And also, we had plenty of traders that bought that bounce at that place for a scalp with potential. They gave you a few points. 437.08, our scalp is five to seven points. Right on the money. Trade number two in the pocket, how you doing? Doesn't matter how big they are, you never know which ones are gonna give you the whopper, you never know which ones are gonna give you a base hit, double, triple, whopper junior, all that stuff. You don't know, that's why we do this mechanically. It's a process. We take the base hit, we hold a trailer. If they stop us out, we enter another price, another trade, another time. You never know which ones are gonna give you the rocket ride. How you doing? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. Here's the scoop at 8.50 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Still 40 minutes before they tag the opening bell. By the way, check this out. Also, before the opening bell, to get below the gap, 436.50, the next number down will be 435.55. And you know the drill. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. We're splitting hairs over pennies. We're looking for what will be support and or resistance for 35.55. I can't drive 435.55. There she is. Just a few pennies off from low of day, morning low, market turned around, had a relentless move basically for the rest of the day up to... 440 there's stuff in between and you'll see it in the notes stay with me read the notes double check the work everything you needed today was in here from the jump this is just the stuff before the opening bell pause the video read the notes go back to the chart and double check the work even when you fast forward you can see here already if they stay above 448.50 on candle closes, like 10-minute and 15-minute candles, the door will open for the next leg higher up toward 440, give or take. That's 15 points from 448.50 up to 440. I'm not saying they're getting there in five minutes. I'm saying that's the next objective if they do it. You get above the pivot, and where are you going? You're going to the next place. The next place was where? 440. How you doing? 
Apples, you betcha. Sometimes it's like having tomorrow's newspaper today. I'm telling you what the numbers are. If they stay above one, they're going to another. If they get below one, they're going to another. It's about time. We talked about this at length today in the live trading room. It's about time. How much time are they spending above or below? How much time is it taking to do something? A lot of traders, in fact, most traders, neglect the fact that time is more important than price. They're only looking at price. They're looking at short-term charts. And what they're doing is hanging themselves trade by trade. They're not looking at the right information. They're not looking at enough information. It's what we call short-sightedness. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I'm telling you, it's all in here. Each and every number you needed today, where the market found support, where the market found resistance, where was it going if it's above this and where is it going if it's below that. Everything was laid out. Doesn't matter, we ended at 1221, gave you the whole layout for the rest of the day. Stocks on the move today, we had only two up on the board, then we had some stuff that came up during the trading session that the live room participated in but for inside the number only members it was zto and jnj looks like we have a little anomaly with an after hours quote as i make this video in jnj won't matter i have the numbers on the chart in fact let's go look at it first number on the board today jnj while getting its haircut at the opening bell came into the first number bounced away from it gave a bunt for base hit at that first number Participants in the live room, they were happy with the bunt for base hit. Next number didn't work early in the morning, but you can see the importance of it throughout the trading day. But wait, there's more. And there's your third and final. They come into the third number, spike it by a little bit, proceed to rip it back up in the other direction above the first number. So those traders that took a trade at the first number got a little scalp early in the morning. Those traders that took it at the third number or first and third got paid Either way, any way you look at it, any way you slice it or dice it, the numbers work. By the way, we talked about this one. We had some traders in the live room that took Intel today. They jumped in front of the $32 price. They said 32, spike of 32. We know the drill, give or take. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. We're splitting hairs sometimes over pennies. Look what happened. Low of day once again. 32 bucks. Guess where they finished? 33.20. That's a nice rip in Intel. Live room participation. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, you can see what happened last Friday. They came into and spiked through the convergence of the 200 and 100 period moving average. 100 is purple, 200 is black. They spiked it, they reversed. They closed not on the high, but they closed well on the day. That was somewhat of a reversal situation. Now, in the live room last week, I said, here's one scenario, and I think we talked about it in here on Thursday night. One scenario is it would be interesting if they flushed them on Monday and had this type of candle on Monday. They did the same thing I discussed happening on Monday, only they did it kind of in a slow motion formation on Friday. But that's what we were looking for. We were looking for them to throw out the bathwater, reverse intraday, finish well. That's generally good for a few days worth of upside slash bouncing situation. 
DCB, Dead Cat Bounce, Recovery Operation, Rescue Attempt Operation, all that stuff. It's all the same. Doesn't matter what you call it. Now, IWM was basically flat today. They were down a little bit, 27 cents, give or take, something like that. But nevertheless, they didn't give up the reversal from Friday. What did they do? A retrace of Friday's candle. Normal garden variety stuff. We still need follow through. If they just hang out down here and go sideways for a couple of days, they're going to do what? They're going to start building one of those bearish, flaggish kind of situations down here near these lows. Now, if that's going to happen, that's going to promote another move lower. So if we see that, we know what's going on. If they break the chain or they never start the chain, they can start to move up, not necessarily to the moving average, but in the vicinity of or toward the 50 period moving average. We don't know they can or will get there, but if they start moving up toward the moving average, that still qualifies for your relief rally bounce back operation situation. Just for argument's sake, your garden variety fib retracement at a 382 would take you to 188, give or take. Normal garden variety stuff. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? Buttigieg's crew. Most of the charts look and act and react the same way. They did the Friday turnaround situation, retrace today, just like the IWM did. However, they did not finish positive on the day. So we do have my two favorite market leading indicators, the transports and Camp IWM lagging the S&P. Doesn't necessarily mean anything catastrophic for today, but these are puzzle pieces. They're on the table. They're important information. We're watching. I got my eye on YouTube. As a reminder, weekly chart above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until it's not. This is a pullback in an uptrend. This is the T rather than the DJT. They're the same. I'm just giving you a different flavor. Some of you that do trade the IYT, you're looking at 257 to 257.50 on a bounce. If they can get there, that is overhead resistance. I would put that on a sticky note for the IYT. What about the Q people? Nice bounce today, nice follow-through day, relative strength as opposed to the relative weakness we saw with the transports and the IWM or the small caps. This is relative strength. The tech space, and we'll take a look at the semis after a while, we'll have the SMH having a nice healthy up day, NVIDIA, all that stuff, market rallying up into NVIDIA earnings. We talked about this in the live room today. We had a couple of traders that hopped on board NVIDIA, made some nice coin there. Back to the Qs. Relative strength in the Qs. Can they trade up into the convergence of the 20 and 50 period moving average? The short answer is absolutely they can. Will they? The short answer is we really don't know. There's no guarantees in the market. This isn't like buying a can of soup. This is a probability-based business. But what we do know is markets tend to do the same thing over and over again. And guess what? From the high, that area of convergence of the 20 and 50 period moving average coincides with the 50% retracement from high to low. Garden variety stuff, you start to get what's called a full stack. When you see multiple different things line up around the same price area, 
whether it's support or resistance, whether the market's going up or coming down, doesn't matter. It's called a full stack situation. It's what trades are born out of. This is it. We're going to call the XLF the Lone Ranger. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. They made a new low today. Did you see any other market make a new low today? They did not finish on the high and they did not finish above Friday's high. So this is a bit of a Lone Ranger market. XLF riding shotgun. Could be a canary in the coal mine. We know that we have banking issues scattered all over the place on bounce days, on risk-off days. Those type of issues get ignored for the most part, but they don't go away. Below these moving averages, she's in tough shape. In order to get back on the bull side of the case, she really has to get back above the 50-period moving average, more likely above 34.50 to get anything going. Here's what we were talking about before. What's going on over in Smash Mouth country? The semis had a hell of an up day, up over three and a third percent, almost five bones or five bucks in the SMH. Heading for what? You got it. Same thing we talked about with the Qs. Heading for the convergence of the 20 and 50 period moving average sooner than later in Camp SMH. Remember this from last week. We looked at this low. And we had a line in here. This low happens to be at 145. The line was somewhere right here. We'll call it 145, okay? I'm going to say if I remember correctly, it was 145.35. Maybe it was 30. Maybe it was 25. Something like that. And we said, this has to hold. It held. And they came back down. They never closed below. They got below on Friday. But before the close, they snapped back and closed back above it. Hell of a follow-through day. These breakup candles are not to be taken lightly. Mrs. Market slash bull bear battle around big time breakup candle lows, big time breakdown candle highs. Same stuff happens over and over again. All charts act and react the same way. We've shown that a number of different ways. In fact, in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, I actually proved that point by taking the stuff away from the chart, just looking at blank pages and then go through different time frames, and you prove the point that all charts act and react the same way. It doesn't matter whether you're looking at a daily chart or a 10-minute chart or a 20-minute chart or a 30-minute chart. You're going to see the same stuff over and over and over again. And therein lies the foundation of what I teach, how I teach it, and how traders Take this information and use it to their advantage each and every day. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.